Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hello, Montana. Can the big sky get five into the football postseason? Who are the top five coaches in the NFL? And can you even name half of the coaches in total in the league? I'll bet you can't, and I don't think Coulter can either. We'll find out soon enough. It is two tell new ones on 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Thanks for spending some time with us on your radios, on your televisions, on your devices. We appreciate it very much. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, celebrating 30 years in business this month. They are celebrating by giving you 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories to the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Ton of stuff to get to today. We're going to start with the uh, uh, Big Sky Conference. Can the Big Sky Conference get five teams into the postseason? An open question, and we're going to look at this through the lens of the top five teams in the league playing the other top five teams in the league and how the schedule set up in this grossly imbalanced scheduling that we have uh, talked so much about in the Big Sky Conference. We will get into a little bit of NFL stuff. We will also get into some head coaching stuff. I got some trivia for Coulter. Coulter, who thinks he is Stump the Schwab type of legit when it comes to trivia, and in some respects, he is and is more. I'm not sure. that he. I'll bet you, Coulter, that there's seven teams you can't name the head coach of. That's oh, yeah. What, that, that's what I think. Oh, yeah. Seven teams. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Uh, so oh, we'll yeah, see that's, just a rel- that. that's just irrelevancy. We'll, we'll get there to the top. Uh, we'll get that at the top of the hour. Dark Horse and the Big Sky Conference, which we did not get to yesterday, and we will today. But, you know, who cares about all this when Chad Smith and Marilyn Manson are in town on the same day? I mean, how often does that happen? And Shaky Graves. And Shaky Graves. Well, I mean, yes. Here's the thing, though. Shaky Graves is great. And... Uh, and, and I think the more people that, you know, certainly see Shaky Graves live are like, okay, like immediately won over his fans and so forth. But also, Shaky Graves tra- trafficking through Missoula, Montana, through Western Montana isn't, I mean, this is not new, right? I mean, he, Shaky Graves has been through here on a number of occasions. Sure, and he's coming back from Red Ants Pants from the sure, South right, right, which is right, great. Right. I get all that. Well, and, and Marilyn Shaky, Manson, Shaky. this might be a first. In, and then Chad Smith, he's not even he, he naps down in, in, in the Bitterroot yesterday at Hamilton. Now he's up here at Ear Candy in Missoula walking around. Anyway, uh, you know, you want to. <laughs> what's up? What's up, Chad? Welcome Enjoy. to Paparazzi Thank Hour you with for, Two oh, Tell right. I mean, because we're still in Montana. You know, it's one of the few places still in the world where it matters, where you're like, hey, a famous person. You know, so leave Coulter and me alone. We, okay, you can find <laughs> other people now today when we're walking around out there. <laughs> it is funny. What you said about Shaky Graves is is so funny because uh, I think that Missoula has a z- distinct identity. And I think people that live here for a long time or people that grow up here like we did, I think sometimes you take that for granted. But when you really like take a step back and you really analyze it, like mm. Missoula has a, a, a distinct and powerful identity. And I think when you say something like, it's not surprising that a guy like Shaky Graves has been here before and, and will continue to come here because Shaky Graves is weird and Missoula is weird. And they go hand in hand. Shaky Graves is a very quintessential Missoula act. He's going to be the perfect act for the Kettle House Amphitheater tonight because he fits right in, right? No and a lot of the the performers that come to the Kettle House, you know, from, from Bela Fleck and the Flecktones and Vic Wooten and some of the great acts that we've seen lately, you know, Slightly Stupid and Revolution. And those are some of the shows I've seen so far this summer. And... They all are very much like Missoula, right? They they kind of goes hand in hand, and I think that we we should feel lucky to live in a place that has such a distinct identity. But then it is also funny because when you know Chad Smith's here, or when the Rolling Stones are here, or when someone that's not like a, just a Missoula band, or is not like a, for lack of a better term, like a B list type of act, when it's a true superstar A list, it is still an outpost, right? But Missoula is still in Montana, and like you said, it's just it's interesting that it's kind of like wow. People do know that. Are you lost? We're do you here. need help? Do you need some water? Can I build you a campfire? Are you okay? Like, that's the reaction that you get <laughs> when you're an A-lister walking through Missoula. Like, you certainly have, you've you've made a wrong turn at the light, and you ended up somewhere you didn't mean to be. But, of course, you know, they're probably here on purpose. So, well, that's great. No Anyhow, doubt. uh we are, uh, uh, you know, we got this thing. It's a, it's a phone that they've installed. They call them the telephone now. So you can actually have your voice transported out to us and out over the radio waves. It's a miraculous advancement. Uh, so if you'd like to call and talk to us and the rest of the community and the rest of the state on SWX Montana Television, 329-1899 is the phone number. Area code 406 329 one eight nine nine. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. We will do day two today. Speaking of funky shows coming to town, the B fifty twos out at the Kettle House Amphitheater in nine days, a week from Thursday, they'll be out there. We are doing day two of Name That Tune. We will do that a little bit later. Again, if you call in, you get the tune correct. You are immediately going to receive four tickets to Missoula Osprey baseball game forthcoming. 
and you will be entered as one of four finalists to get a pair of tickets to that B-52s concert out at the uh, amphitheater. And they're still now set, year two, you full year two uh, in terms of the season of concerts out at the Kettle House. A lot of people have been out there. We all know, you know, the, the deal. But there's a lot of people that probably still have not been out there. Totally. If you haven't gone out there, it truly, it's, it's, it, it, the music is always going to be good, but whether, you know, the type of music and so forth is sometimes even secondary because it's just such a great experience to be out there. Uh, the, the way that it faces, the way that the, the sun sets perfectly between the mountains, and you can mm. see it perfectly from the amphitheater, mm. it's the longest sunset you'll ever see every time you go out there. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And it, just for that, to be on the Blackfoot River outside summer evenings in Missoula you can do watching worse. the sunset... That in itself would be, I would pay money to do that, let alone right. then have somebody play music, let alone then have great music acts like that yeah. we've seen in Missoula already yeah, this summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good all the way around. So anyway, we'll do the name that tune uh, later on today as well. If you want to stream the show and, uh, you know, it's uh, easier that way for you, maybe you're out of, out of you know, my folks, they're in Wisconsin. They, will, they certainly got the stream going. Shout out to my people in the Midwest there, uh, the Opportunity Bank, responsible for that, your local bank, your Opportunity uh, Coulter, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Big Sky Conference. We talked a lot about it as we get ready to break camp. Montana State opening up practice Friday. The University of Montana opening up practice. They'll 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 report on Sunday. They will open things up on Monday. They probably won't even start running around until Tuesday. First day on the said. River Bulls Tuesday. But yep. uh, uh, it's going. It is. It, 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 we are rocking and rolling. And so the last official week before. Uh, you know, before things are are off and happening in fall camp, one final assessment I think is worthwhile for us to do when it comes to getting uh, a look at the postseason. Now, one of the reasons that was given by Doug Fullerton at the time, the former commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, as to why expansion was a good thing uh, when it came to football was his hope that the Big Sky Conference, which was a powerhouse in football nationally uh, from a conference standpoint, would become even a, a larger powerhouse and would be starting to get uh, standardly four teams in and occasionally, perhaps even often, five teams into the FCS playoff. That has never happened. That never, never happened. Never came to fruition. It's only ever happened twice. Five. It's only ever happened twice in the history of the FCS, period. The Missouri Valley has had it happen twice with five teams, and then last year, Inexplicably and incorrectly, the Colonial Athletic Association got six teams in last year. Vindication with Maine, the regular season champion, making it to the semifinals. But Sunday, bloody Sunday on the rest of it. I mean, it was every other CAA team lost in the first round, including because two of them had to play each other, which is just the dumbest thing in the world to me. Two teams from the same league having to play each other in the playoffs if they're the fifth and sixth teams from their respective leagues. Right. You know, that that in it's itself, is, else, it's, it's yeah. just weird. So, uh, uh, but... Like you said, those are the power three. They talk about the power five and the FBS. The power three are the CAA, the Missouri Valley, and the Big Sky. And the Big Sky is the lone league that has never gotten five teams in. And it seems like uh, there's a lot of reasons for that uh, to me. And it's I don't think this is really all that much about, you know, it's not about respect or it's not about, you know, the, the voters or whatever. I think it's about... Uh, which teams have been good and which teams haven't, like you said, Coulter, uh, many times. But and and this goes back to I think Southern Utah. But uh, if if Southern Utah or Sacramento State or whatever is one of you know 
the the leaders in the big sky, maybe a champion, maybe a co-champion, something like that. The perception isn't that that team is really good. The perception is that the big sky conference is down. Totally. And what we have had, particularly with Montana, Montana State, Montana, Montana State have both been uh, 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 good to quite good in the last 12 years, but almost never at the same time. And other teams have been good that haven't been the traditional East, even though Eastern Washington is great. They've been a staple. Weber State, since Jay Hill's taken over, has been a bit of a staple. But yep. other teams have sort of bounced around, be it NAU, be it Sac State, be it uh, 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 Southern Utah, and uh, even North Dakota when they were in the conference and and uh, and shared a title. And then all of a sudden, people are going, well, you we're not letting the fifth team that might be Northern Arizona or maybe even Montana State into the postseason when Montana's obviously down, when Idaho's not in the conference, whatever the argument might be. Uh, and so that has been the case. But this year, and I want to go through this with you a little bit, there are there is clearly a top five yep. going into the se- yep. season, and that top five is largely the flagship football institutions of the conference which yes. also matters from a national perception type of, of, of look at this. Totally. I mean, the only way it could be better for the league is if Idaho and Northern Arizona were definitively definitively in the top half of the league. I do think NAU is. That remains to be seen, though, with the first new head coach since 1998. I mean, you're talking about a full generation. It never happens in college football. So this is really, <laughs> it's uncharted territory. We don't know how Northern Arizona is going to be without Jerome Sowers at the helm. Last time Jerome Sowers at the helm, the, the I mean, NAU had barely even been in the big sky. It'd been like 10 years since NAU had even joined the big sky. So right. uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there, but I do expect Northern Arizona to be good just because they have, they have more talent than most teams in the league. They always have, and they have talent at specific positions, specifically quarterback in case Cookus, that really puts them, I think, as the sort of dark horse, the team that could muddle it up. I mean, if Case Cookers just straight up went out and was a first-team all-league quarterback and Northern Arizona made the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. It really yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. It really wouldn't. But, you know, if also, if they just didn't really adjust to the new head coach and they went 4-8, and eight, it wouldn't surprise me either. Well, uh, but but regardless, the only way that, like, to your, to, to your point, Weber State has never really had the national brand of a lot of the other schools in the Big Sky Conference, but they are a little bit of a known commodity as a – Charter Big Sky Conference member, member of the league since 1963. And now with being in the, a perennial top 10 team, they've been in the top 10 basically every single week of the polls for the last two and a half years, certainly the last two seasons in the duration. So that is really good for the league. Eastern Washington, proven commodity, six of Big Sky titles this decade alone, the last national championship for the league. Montana, Montana State, proven commodities as well. And I do think that UC Davis is very, very interesting because – the four teams from the Great West that joined the Big Sky Conference, North Dakota, Southern Utah, Cal Poly, UC Davis. Cal Poly has been in the playoffs three times since they joined the Big Sky. They shared the league title in 2012. During those good runs, they were in the top 25, flirting with the high teens in the low 20s. Good, but not nationally elite. Southern Utah had to win nine straight games to even break into the, the top 15 when they won the Big Sky title. And they, they got no respect hardly at all. And... Uh, North Dakota, eh, they were always in the teens, but they had a hard time inching their way ever yeah. into the top 10. But UC Davis beat, Jose, beat San Jose State, destroyed Idaho, and then won one more league game, and they're thrust into the stratosphere. But, All of a sudden, they're they're a top 15 team. They're, then they're a top 10 team. Here's the thing. Here's what, I, here's what I'm starting to believe about, about college football in general. 
and, and certainly at the FCS level, there's two ways to have recognition for your football team. One is from your school, right? If you're Montana, if you're Montana State, if you're at this point, if you're Eastern Washington, okay, obviously North Dakota State, Jacksonville State, some of these teams, if you are good, James Madison, the, or, or, or it, let's put it like this, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt in virtue of the jersey that you got on, okay, in mm-hmm, virtue of the mm-hmm, institution mm-hmm, that you're mm-hmm. playing for. The other way, though, to get respect is who's coaching you. Mm-hmm. Weber State, the school football-wise, I don't think has built the brand enough nationally. Hasn't hasn't not that they haven't built it enough, like they've done something wrong, but there there isn't the history there that is putting them there. But people know who at this point Jay Hill is yep. and respect Jay Hill and trust that he's going to put something on the field that's going to be good. Dan Hawkins is a thirty-plus year coach at the FCS and FBS levels. He's a lifer in the game and people just trust, okay, Dan Hawkins at UC Davis, they got a really good team, but it's Dan Hawkins' team. So we right. talked yet last year about how of all the teams would UC Davis be making these giant leaps that North Dakota could never make, that Southern Utah could never make when they were good. I think it's because people go, oh, it's Dan Hawkins' club. We know him. They're going to be good. We trust that. Yes, top 10. And UC Davis is one of the great coaching cradles. In all of college football, you look at all the guys who played for Jim Shochar back in the day, whether it's Paul Hackett or Mike Bellotti or uh, Gary Patterson or Chris Peterson or Dan Hawkins, on to Bob Biggs, who was the longtime head coach at UC Davis. There's all sorts of guys that have reached the top level of college football, too. And so then when the California media is writing about this UC Davis team that just beat San Jose State, they can always put those lines into the story. That's what tradition is. Mm-hmm. When you're writing about North Dakota chasing its first ever Big Sky title, that sort of just that's that's where it begins and ends. It's what being a fledgling Division One program is compared to one that, although UC Davis has only been D one uh, for about a little bit over a decade, they have so much tradition because of their time uh, as a Division Two powerhouse and the guys that have come out of there. I mean, when you're writing stories about North Dakota or Southern Utah. The most prominent alumni that those teams have are guys that have played in the last couple of years. Whereas when you're writing about, you know, Ken O'Brien or uh, J.T. O'Sullivan or I mean, there's there's been multiple high draft pick quarterbacks from UC Davis. And so those those all that stuff just helps in the fortification of, of your national brand. And I think that's another reason, along with Dan Hawkins being a, a reputable coach, that's why UC Davis was able to kind of break down that door. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, television across the state. Let's go through this, though, Coulter. Let's get back into this season and the five teams that were you know pretty clearly picked to be in that top tier. Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, uh, Weber State, and UC Davis. And I went through and I... I got all of the schedules together for all these teams just against each other, okay? Mm-hmm, Regardless, mm-hmm. So let's put it like this. Against every other team in conference that all these teams will play, they will be favored in those games regardless of location. Okay, now maybe things change because of injury or all of a sudden a team jumps up and looks really good later in the season. But as of now, that's the case. So let's talk about the games against one another. The hardest schedule by far by is far. the University of Montana Grizzlies yep. who play all of them. Yep. All of them. They have UC Davis on the road day game one in conference, and then they're at home against Eastern Washington and Weber State later on in the year, and then, of course, uh, uh, the Cat Grizz game on the last game of the season, and this is in Bozeman this year. They play all four of those ga- uh, of those teams. 
Montana State plays just two. They're at UC Davis on the second to last week of the season, and then, of course, host Montana. Wash Weber State plays three of them, they're, and they're all road games for Weber, which is crucial. Weber is at Davis, at Montana, and, uh, uh, oh, excuse me, they only play two, but they're both on the road. I, I got into the, the, the non-conference. Don't they play Eastern Washington? They don't. They don't. They don't. They do not. They play Cal Poly in a non-conference game, but they're at UC Davis and at UM. UC Davis plays three all at home. They host Montana, Weber State, and Montana State. And then uh, Eastern Washington, they only play Montana of the top five. Only one road trip to Missoula. Everybody else they don't have. Now, what you just broke down is exactly why I voted in my poll the way I voted. It basically 100% came down to these games that you're talking about. I voted Eastern Washington won, not because I actually think they're any better than UC Davis. I actually don't think they're as good as UC Davis. UC Davis just has to play three contenders. Eastern Washington just has to play at Montana. Look at Eastern Washington's league schedule. I think Eastern Washington has a chance to stumble to six league wins, let alone, I mean, I think that they're probably a lock for six and wouldn't even have to play that, that out of their minds to you get, get to, to seven. To, yeah. And if they ran the table, if they won in Missoula, eight, eight, no is on the table for Eastern Washington for, for sure. sure. Uh, and you know, and I voted Montana state too, because, because I do think Montana state has a chance to be a nine win team going into the final two games of their, of their league right, schedule. Right. I think they could be nine and two going into those games or excuse me, eight and two going into those games. Uh, and then I voted Weaver state three um, because uh, just the two games, or excuse me, I, yeah, I, I voted UC Davis three because they have everybody at home. I voted Weber State four because they just have to play two of the contenders, and then I voted Montana five. And I, I, and again, I don't really think that there's that much difference between Montana and and Weber State this year. I think Montana's better at quarterback. I think Weber State's better defensively and on the lines. But I, do, I mean, I think that there's not that much difference totally. in the two teams. Oh, I think I think, this but is, I picked Montana fifth only just because I just think that if Montana was to split the four contenders, that would be a great deal for the Grizz. I don't think... And if they win three out of four, they could win the league. Any of these teams, with the exception of maybe Davis, it, let's put it like this, they are all totally equitable in the following respects. They have great strengths and big question marks. All of these teams, you see Davis really is the one team that doesn't because they're returning everybody and you have some expectation there. But the... the and that is what makes the imbalanced schedule so influential. You know, and okay, yeah, you got to line up and go play who you play. But if you are, if if everybody's about the same talent wise, and all of a sudden you got to play a nine out of ten difficulty as opposed to a three out of ten difficulty, that's what it is. Now, how hard are? What is the true difficulty? You never know till the end, and you can look back and see. Oh, well, guess what? Idaho State actually was the third best team in the Big Sky. That was a tough opponent, or not? You know that sort of thing. But looking forward. Mm, there's clearly easier paths here than harder ones. Eastern Washington on one extreme, Montana on the other. Totally. Uh, two points there, though. I, I got to retract my statement where I think that Eastern could stumble their way to six league wins and and should be a shoe in for seven and could get to eight. Only because, as we've seen so many times, you never know what's going to happen when you go to places like the Alaris Center in Grand Forks, North Dakota, or Holt Arena in Pocatello, Idaho, or it, maybe it's 105 degrees in, in, on a September day in Sacramento, yeah. and Sac State just lures you into a shootout, and all of a sudden you lose 59-56. Like it just it happens in the Big Sky. The Big Sky is the craziest league because of the travel. Like you just never know. You might the unbalanced schedule. Here's the part that makes the unbalanced schedule the most wild: is 
you might have a group of kids that have never been to a place, even though you might have fifth-year seniors that have never stepped foot on a field. That's a league game because of the unbalanced schedule. Like even you, against a particular uh, opponent. Yeah, like I mean, Montana State did not play at Northern Colorado until two last season, two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, Montana State played at Northern Colorado for the first time since 2010. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. a whole coaching staff. That's a whole different program. Yeah, there was right. it was like three guys. That, I, I, I right. remember I interviewed Denarius McGee. And I said, "Hey, you know, you were playing quarterback on this team last time you guys went down there. You're the only person in the program that's been to Greeley. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you navigate that? So you just never know how it's going to happen. But the other thing, the other point I think is worth making is that everybody in the league, from administrators to coaches to athletes, either vocally or sort of subliminally talk about how they hate this unbalanced schedule. They think it's unfair. Most of the coaches are very outspoken about it. We need to do something. We need to do something. And I don't think any coach wants to dodge the good teams. I think that's actually half of the frustration. It's not necessarily who you miss. It's like Jeff Choate told us. And Bobby Houck echoed his sentiments. Montana State should just play Eastern Washington. They should just play Eastern Washington yes. every year. Yes. Montana should play Montana State should play Idaho every year. It just should that's just how it should be. But but if you have the Grizz schedule, here's the way that I think you absolutely have to approach it. It's not that you have to play all four contenders, that you get to. Because guess what? If you're Montana and you win those four games and then you figure out how to split your other ones, or if you split those four games and you figure out how to win your all four of your other ones, your six and two is better than somebody else's seven and one or eight and no. Oh. No doubt. And if you say Montana ran the table against those four and they took care of business in their other games, I mean, even a seven and one Grizz team that stubbed their toe in one of the contending games or one of the non-contending games, because you played this schedule, you're top five team. I mean, you're straight up, you're getting a buy in the playoffs and you're a seed, you're everything. It's home games at Washington Grizz until the semis at least. You know what? Uh, my issue is is not even with the the degree of difficulty or whatever. Here's my here's my issue. Montana playing these playing all four teams, the, the you know the, the of the presumptive top five. Yep. Put so much more pressure on them in the other four games when they're you know when they're playing teams that they should be beat winning. If you're Eastern Washington and you got one game circled on your entire calendar, you know what? If you lose one or even two others, mm, bummer. But if Montana goes and loses to a Sac State, it is it's a problem because of now what they have to do. Because I think splitting these four games is would be I think reasonable, but also very good for the University of Montana. If they went two and two against Davis, Eastern Weber, and Montana State, if they're two and two in those four, I think that's really good. But you've already now got you know potentially built in two losses, and if you've got a third loss now against a team, you know that that you know you were supposed to beat, which by the way happens to everybody in the Big Sky Conference at some point, to your point, where teams jump up and get you that you don't think will, upsets, all that kind of stuff. That, that's it why puts it, a ton of pressure on you that other teams simply do not have to have. That's why Eastern Washington has won the league six out of the last eight years, because they don't lose the games that they're not supposed to. That That's how you consistently win the league title, yeah. is not losing those games. What, uh, one other point, though, that I'd like to make, and I'd like to bring in the, the non-conference schedule to this, UC Davis, they play those. They play three of the four teams. They're all at home. But guess what? They're also at Cal and at North Dakota State. Thank you very much in the non-conference. Hats off to Dan Hawkins. Go get it, buddy. But I mean, that's you know, no picnic. So they have a very difficult schedule 
if you take it a, as a whole, as good as this team I think is going to be. Uh, uh, hey, hey, one second. Here's yeah. the internal narrative that's so hilarious to me. is Cal is in a state of disarray. Cal Berkeley is in a state of disarray athletically. They have been operating my negative $20 million or more for the last couple of years. It's been yeah. not a good situation. They are trying to figure out what to do, how to keep up. The, the, the luster and the allure of Cal has just... It's not caught up with – it's not keep, kept pace with the rest of the Big Sky Conference. When you look right over the fence and Stanford is just killing it, everything. And then you look you know, down the road and, and UCLA and USC are just monsters, even if their football programs have been very mediocre lately. It's still just monstrous, the amount of resources and the facilities and everything. I mean, if you look yeah. at Cal's football stadium compared to almost everybody else in the Pac-12, that in itself is just such a display. UC Davis is on a roll – just as a university broadly, I mean, their enrollment is at all-time sky high, almost 40,000 students. Their endowment is over a billion dollars. They have so many lucrative, uh, or excuse me, so many very wealthy alumni across the country. There's a real narrative there that UC Davis is the better Cal school than UC Berkeley. That's not been the case for 50-plus years. So if Davis was to go win that game somehow – that it would be it would be uh, very detrimental to Cal's athletic department as a whole, and it would be a huge boost and sort of a, a confirmation of an already existing narrative. Mm. Um, and by the way, probably the easier the two games. <laughs> talk about Are you Cal kidding me? North, North Are you Dakota kidding State? me? Especially matchup wise, because Cal <laughs> Cal's willing to get into a little bit of a right. shootout with you. North Coast State's just trying to bludgeon you. The other things that I wanted to point out about the non conference, uh, Eastern Washington, they are they open at Washington. Okay, but they also travel down to Alabama to play Jacksonville State. Now, I don't know where Jacksonville State is. They had a high water mark where they were in the, the final four in the semifinal of the national championship uh, tournament a couple years ago. But that's still a very good team, and that's a big, big trip to go on. So, Eastern Washington has a, a substantial, you know, has a, has, a, has a tough non conference as well coming into what looks to be a pretty nice. You know, conference schedule that they got. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, the Eastern Washington Jacksonville State games is going to be a top ten matchup. In my poll, I I got a vote in the FCS stats national poll mm-hmm. now, and so I just filled out my poll this morning. In my poll, I had Eastern Washington at six in the nation, and I have Jacksonville State at seven. Okay, Jacksonville yeah. State has won the Ohio Valley I think three years in a row. The thing about Jacksonville State is because of where they're located, and because of their academic standards, and because of their home. Their I mean, they have one of the better home atmospheres yeah. in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three things make them just SEC light. They get more transfers, aside from probably James Madison, than anybody in the Eastern FCS region. Um, we talked about Weber State. They they only have the two games against the top five, UC Davis and UM. They're both on the road. But they have three big-time non-conference games at San Diego State, at Nevada, and then also Northern Iowa, who they host, which is you know these, this, this uh, Missouri Valley Big Sky Challenge. Uh, which so much is made of and and really has so much more impact uh, in terms of the, the the perception that will exist from these games going through the season will last to the very end and, and totally. influence the vo- voters greatly. So that's a big, big game. But here's the one that I wanted to point out uh, more than all of them. And we know Montana State's, you know, at Lubbock, at Texas Tech to open. But the University of Montana, now, they're going to Oregon on September 14th. By the way, we'll be at the Desperado tomorrow giving away tickets to that game. So yep. come join us down there. We'll talk more about that. They host North Alabama and Monmouth in their first two home games of, of the season. 
Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork, some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbow's End. I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services, anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call. 866-541-5000 or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. On the 7th and 21st, if if you pencil those in as wins, which I think is reasonable to do and, you know, a loss presumptively to the Ducks, the first game of the season that the University of Montana plays at South Dakota is monumental for at a bunch of different levels it's monumental conference to conference it's absolutely giant to montana the football team when you face the schedule that that we've already gone through and the difficulty that they have to go through you got i won't say i won't say i'm not going to say the first game of the season is a must win but to be three and one potentially going into the opener and again you for what it's worth and, and to have a win over a good, you know, Yotes team in South Dakota and, and a, an established program and all of that stuff, it, 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 is, it will matter so much. And when you get to, you know, Montana versus Montana State, if it's plus one or minus one in terms of the record that Montana has, it's going to be – it just could mean the difference between everything, between be, being a playoff team and not. On that very first game, and I, that uh, you know, last year's uh, 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 Gold Rush game at Montana State with uh, Northern Iowa coming in was it North, or Western Illinois? Excuse me, Western Illinois. Western Illinois was for, for Montana State. Yep, uh, that was an absolute. And, and Jeff Choate didn't say it beforehand, but he said it after because they did win. He goes, "This was a must win. I mean, we had to have this game had to. today." In you know, in Bozeman to open the season, and the way the schedule sets up, the the import of that game on August 31st against South Dakota just cannot be overstated. Absolutely. I mean, when I I put pencil to paper, I I type out the entire Big Sky Conference schedule, and then I go through and I pick every single game, non-conference and conference, for every team in the league. And when I put pencil to paper outside of the South Dakota game that you talk about and outside of the Montana State game, because we have a company policy, Skyline Sports, we do not pick the Cat Grizz game. No. Period. Maybe we'll give you a 24-hour ahead of the game prediction. That's it. I don't pick that game until the third week of November, ever. Till the, till the day of. So, but you that. take that game out, throw it out, because mm. that game's a toss-up no matter what, and take out your South Dakota game that you're talking about. And when I put pencil to paper, I have the Grizz beating Monmouth and North Alabama, mm-hmm. losing to Oregon. Mm-hmm. I have them losing at UC Davis mm-hmm. in their conference opener. I have them beating Idaho State. Uh, in their first conference home game, I got them winning at Sacramento, Sacramento State. Excuse me. Uh, then I have them uh, losing to Eastern Washington at home. I have them winning at Portland State. I have them beating Idaho at home. 
Uh, and then I have them beating Weber State in Missoula, bringing them to 7-3 and three besides the South Dakota game. So to your point, if they lose the South Dakota game, 7-4 and four is a pretty realistic record going in the Cat Grizz game, and that makes the Cat Grizz game a must win. Got to have it. If they yeah. are... Seven and I say they're eight and three. I think they're in, even if they lost to the Cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it just it's it's uh, I mean it, it's it just can't be overstated how big a game. Now here's what's going to happen. You know this is what's going to happen. They're going to outside of those two, they are going to be seven and three, but it won't be the ones that you picked. There's going to be two losses in there that you're going to go. How'd you lose it? And then two wins. And you go. Wait, you There's- beat the Ducks. And then you lost to Idaho State. That's what there's, happened. There's, there's a couple. You know, I, I just uh, I, I can't see Montana losing to at Portland State. I think that that game is going to be a game filled with redemption. I think I, I last year they just looked. They, they last year was the first, last, and only time I've ever seen a Bobby Hawk team look unprepared. Mm. Straight up, and, and it, it didn't happen again the rest of the season. They actually went on a little bit of a run, aside from the turnover fest that happened in North Dakota. Yeah. But after that, then they, you know, they just straight ran through Idaho and Southern Utah, just killed them. Uh, but I, I expect Montana to be raring to go for that game. Sacramento State, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like you're saying, maybe that's when you stub your toe. But the other one that I will almost guarantee is, I guarantee you Bobby Houck will not lose his first Washington Grizzly date with the Idaho Vandals. Um, I would I would right now, I don't care the number, I'll pick Montana to cover the Portland State and the Idaho. Exactly. Yeah. You can always say the Cagros game is going to be a coin flip because there's so much energy yeah. on both sides, but like Bobby Houck's going to want to bury Idaho 10,000 <laughs> feet below Washington Grizzly Stadium. <laughs> yes, he will. It's 2 tell the one is 1029 ESPN Radio from the FCS to the NFL and uh, a development in Miami, which uh, this is not having to do, by the way, with firing your offensive line coach four practices into the season. This is about picking, not picking, but tabbing a starter at quarterback who isn't a top 10 pick in the first round. So we'll get to that right after this. But all day, what do we do around here, Colter? We give things away. We hook people up. Alpine Touch. It's our favorite spice. Why? Because it's the best spice. The best. They are giving away a four-pack of spices. Colter, tell them about it. I got all sorts of goodies for you today. Put on that hat, Gus. Show them the hat. Yeah. There Alpine Touch hat, uh-huh, oh, little there small. There we go. There, No, I got it. Uh, right now, right here, we got four Big Mountain flavors in the little uh, travel, so you can take it to your friend's house, go to a barbecue, tell them, spice it up with these bad boys. It's got the go. all-purpose season, pepper blend, hickory smoked, and chili sublime. You can go online right now, alpinetouch.com, get this for $14.99, pretty darn good deal. But if you give That's us a, a call deal. right now, second caller, all you got to do is give your name and phone number to the boys in the back. We'll send you... This Big Four Mountain Flavors Travel Pack, Alpine Touch Hat. Hey, we'll give you some Alpine Touch Sunflower Seeds as well. Just give us a call. Second caller, 329-1899. We'll give us some Alpine Touch, Alpine Touch Spits, and an Alpine Touch Hat, Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides that's right they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families groups and birthday parties with the wingate they also have a terrific business travel rate large meeting spaces for you and your clients and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. If you ever get to 14 under in any, in, ever, you should just be barred. You should just be disallowed from playing. Anyway, he did shoot a 6 over 78 on the final round. 78, 6 over. Still won by 3 over Riggs Johnson. Those of you keeping track at home. Sutel Nuanas, 429 ESPN Radio. It's SWX Montana Television. Seven minutes from now. We're going to name that tune for tickets to the Osprey and a forthcoming Osprey game, which you will get for getting the song right. And you will be one of four finalists to go to the B-52s concert a week from Thursday out of the Kettle House Amphitheater. So uh, uh, stick around with us for that. Uh, but Coulter, I just wanted to mention this quickly because I this you know this makes me look bad, and so anything that I can find that makes me look like I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to put that out there and let the people be a part of it. By the way, we are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. July is Kurtz's thirtieth birthday. That's right now. For two more days, you got two days left to go take advantage of. Are you ready? Thirty percent off. That's right. Thirty percent off is how they're celebrating, giving that to you off of MSRP on select parts and accessories. With the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat, some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy. Today and tomorrow, then it's all over. Their birthday party is over. So get in there and check it out. Um, Coulter, uh, down in Miami, uh, uh, they've just fired their offensive line coach. And now, uh, 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 today, they come out and say that Josh Rosen is not – the leader they didn't now they didn't come out and name a starter uh but said that ryan fitzpatrick has done the better job thus far in camp and is leading what was an open quarterback competition for the miami dolphins ryan fitzpatrick from harvard university who's i don't know is he 37 36 37 years old ryan fitzpatrick and 36 josh rosen the 10th overall pick in last year's draft, and he's already losing to the old man. Now, look at you and I love Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, we love the whole thing that he's got going and how he gets out there, and all of a sudden, you know, he shows up for, uh, you know, Jameis Winston and throws for 7,000 yards and 12 touchdowns and all the, the whole thing. But if you are Josh Rosen and you cannot beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick for a job in Miami, I mean, this the, is this is nailing the coffin stuff, right, Coulter? Where a, a bad, not a bad, but a very average, mediocre year, a very rookie year, if I might say it like that, in Arizona, a new regime comes in there, and now all of a sudden you find yourself in Miami, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go be the man in Miami, and you can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think you start to get a moniker around the league, like, hey, this dude can't play. That's what this feels like to me. Now, this is not a closed competition. Nobody said that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the guy. Maybe it's a motivational tactic. I don't know. But uh, this is concerning to me about about Josh Rosen, who I have continually held out optimism about. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick beating people out, I think, shouldn't be a surprise to us anymore. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has had a nice career, man. Of course I mean, he has. He's still playing football. <laughs> He's thrown for over 3,500 yards five times uh, with a high water mark of 3,905 yards. He's thrown more than 20 touchdowns. He's thrown more than 23 touchdowns four times with a high water mark of 31. I mean, He's been pretty darn good at a lot of different stops. I think that I think that if if you're a, if you have a quarterback competition between a young quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick in a w- under a new coaching staff early on in fall in, in, in training camp that portion of the calendar I would honestly actually be surprised if any young player would ever be ahead of Ryan Fitzpatrick early. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick's a genius. Ryan Fitzpatrick got a perfect score on the Wonderlick test. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the NFL for one reason alone, because of his brain. So it's no surprise to me that two guys that are both new in Miami, under a new coaching staff, that the guy who is, you know, in his 15th year in the NFL, who has all this mental aptitude, mental prestige, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's not surprising to me that he's ahead of Josh Rosen. And also, like you said, maybe it's a motivational tactic. The Chosen Rosen is his nickname. You can't just give the entitled kid the starting job right out the gates. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. And I, I think I think a lot of what you say is right. And the, the, the other thing, though, that is, I don't know if it's concerning about me, but here's, here's what's odd, right? And look, man, if you're going to Harvard or if you're Josh Rosen, there's a lot of you've had a lot of uh, of things go your way in life, okay? But th- Ryan Fitzpatrick is like the ultimate relatability guy in the NFL, no doubt, right? Like the, his teammates love him. They, well, you know, they he's like you. You're very, you're very smart, so you make everybody like you because yeah. you know how to be cool. I can't, can't throw a football. Can't well, really no, but run. you know how to be cool. Uh, Just like Ryan Fitzpatrick knows how to be cool. But yeah, he goes in there and he, he right, he, but he is funny and he does like relate to to everybody. It seems like he can go around. I mean, he, and is he like the, wants to talk to everybody? And I'm not saying that Josh Rosen isn't that, but you know, he's a kid and. He is a guy who's had a lot sort of, you know, just come easily to him. And now all of a sudden, if it isn't, the question is, are you going to be able to be humble enough to accept that? Or are you going to take your ball and go home? You know, and the the, 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 the latter option probably finds you out of football a lot sooner and looking like a bust than what people thought. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if there was a list of, of the top 10 or top 100 teammates of, of the last 20 years, I guarantee you that Ryan Fitzpatrick is among the most beloved. Mm. He, every team he's ever played on. That's why it's so interesting to me that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for the Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, and Dolphins. So count them up. That's nine NFL teams. But I think a lot of that is him calling his own shot, right? Get a one-year deal and then find out what your next, like, best case scenario landing spot is you know who else is going to be on that list chase daniels right he's been in the league for 12 years yeah chase daniels has been like he there's a difference to me though between ryan fitzpatrick and chase daniels well, chase Ryan's played Tra- chase daniels has dedicated his life to being a backup quarterback <laughs> and that's a distinct thing in the nfl yes Chase Daniels will never be on the depth chart ahead of a first-round draft pick ever, 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 ever. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a different type of guy, though, because you do bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick to compete with your top-10 draft pick because you know if he beats him out, it it tells you two things, that you're you're in okay hands with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and like you said, that that's a big red flag on the guy that he just beat out. Mm -hmm. He's He's a great litmus test type of guy. You bring him into camp and you say, 
I mean, because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's one of those guys that's he's between twentieth and thirtieth best quarterback in the league. So he he's good enough to start for some bad teams. I think he's even. I think that might be underselling him. We you had me screaming and yelling about the Red Rocket yesterday, Andy Dalton. Yeah, who'd you rather have, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andy Dalton? I think they're I think they're I think they're very similar. And for the money, I'm taking Ryan Fitzpatrick but, all day. No, you know why you're taking Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because he's way cooler than Andy Dalton. For the exact he doesn't wear his he doesn't wear his rubber had. wedding ring during cause games because he because lo- you like him. That's it. But that, but, that matters. but that would I be mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the NFL. What's what is one of the most important parts about playing quarterback in the NFL? How did Brett Favre play for 39 years? Because he's the coolest dude in the room. Kept getting up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But okay. but also because he's the coolest dude in the room. Yeah, I most mean, quarterbacks are the coolest dudes in the room. And then you have cyborgs like Tom Brady. And you have petulant brats like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it just uh, what's Kirk Cousins? Oh my God! Just a lost. Kirk puppy. Cousins is like the 49th best quarterback oh. in the league. <laughs> I hate Josh Rosen. I'd okay. take Josh Rosen over Kirk okay. Cousins. I'd take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Kirk Cousins. Hey, in 10 minutes, we're gonna quiz Coulter on coaches in the NFL. See if we can stump him a little bit uh, on uh, on a, a position that has more turnover than even college at this point in time. So we'll get to that. But next, we're gonna get you hooked up. We're gonna name that tune. And uh, you are going to get some tickets to go to an Osprey game and also be entered to be a finalist to uh, win tickets to the B-52s concert a week from Thursday. We're going to do that uh, with you. Play a little game right after this. Hey, Coulter, you and I, we love to do a lot of things together. Watch football, barbecue, occasionally suck down a cold one. But there's maybe nothing you and I like to do more together than playing a nice round of golf. Especially when you aren't attempting to break your clubs. The well, other day you played well, and it was so soothing. Mm, Ryan was. gets very mad on the golf course. Part of my perhaps why I don't play golf. <laughs> it's a little, it's kind of a degenerative issue. <laughs> First of all, everybody gets mad. Don't right. they? Yes, I don't think everyone breaks their driver. Now, listen. First of all, the... the there was that happened one time and that was you have to admit that was as much on the driver as it was on me it was i think he probably had been getting worn out earlier on throughout the season though it's because i see ryan two-tailed double-handed axe (laughs) chop (laughs) with the driver is not really that good for the sturdiness of the club taught me a lesson taught me a lesson i need to settle down a little bit nonetheless occasionally I shake one into the woods and I don't love the game as much, but nonetheless, I do love the game and many of us do. And if you're looking to play Canyon river is where you want to go. The Canyon river golf club out in East Missoula, one of the most spectacular settings in a state that's full of spectacular settings. East Missoula offers one of the great ones along the Clark fork river, right in the Valley of the mountains, a beautifully manicured course uh, set up 18 hole championship course. And this year, with a brand new fleet of golf carts set up with the Shark Experience. The Shark Experience, an interactive tool to help you navigate around the course, gives you distances. You can set up shots with a touchscreen and everything else. But also, with surround sound, you can listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers just as loud as you would like to off of the Bluetooth. Perhaps Marilyn Manson is up your alley or Shaky Graves or all of the above or none of the above, however you like to do it. 
also satellite radio. It's got everything you can order food on the deal. It is really nice. And also, they now have fin cycles. You want to really get a – if you need to play 18 holes in 45 minutes, you get a fin cycle. And you go ripping around the course on a golf cart motorcycle, and it is as fun as it gets. I did this a couple weeks ago. And had an absolute blast on it. So Canyon River is got them. They got a, a group of those things that you can uh, take out as well. Online at CanyonRiverGolfClub.com. You can reserve tee times there. Save a ton of money uh, booking online. They ha- always have hot deals every single day on particular tee times. Uh, so you want to get out there on the cheap. And all the greens uh, are, uh, are playable. And the course right now, as we... In July, spectacular shape. So go check out Canyon River and CanyonRiverGolfClub.com. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. You ready for a little musical interlude? And I do mean little. Name that tune. That's what time it is. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you. On this Tuesday afternoon, hope you are having a wonderful day around the state of Montana, wherever you might be. Appreciate you being here with us. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios, the friendly confines such as they are. Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Celia is celebrating their 30th birthday. I've been telling you about this all month long. Well, it's because it lasts only for a month, which ends hello tomorrow. You need to get into Curse Polaris because for their 30th birthday, they're celebrating by offering you up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get into Kurtz Polaris today or tomorrow for this uh, very, very big sh- sale. Uh, Coulter, it is time uh, for Name That Tune. We're doing this all week long and into next week. We're going to register you uh, for a pair of tickets to go to see the B-52s tomo- uh, excuse me, on Thursday uh, of next week in uh, at the uh, Kettle House Amphitheater. We are also, just for playing along and getting the song and artist right, we are going to give you four tickets to an upcoming Osprey game. But we're going to do a little Name That Tune. Uh, Reese in the back there is going to play some uh, a snippet of a song for you. You name the artist, you name the song, you got the tickets to the Osprey game, and you will be one of four finalists, four finalists, to uh, be pulled out of the hat, 25% chance to go to the B-52s at the Kettle House Amphitheater next week. Sound pretty good? Uh, okay, Reese, let's go. What is our musical snippet today? Let's play it for the people. Here we go. Sometime off from back in the sun. 
That's it. That's all they need. That's easy. That's easy. 329-1899. 329-1899. I mean, that's, you know, we want people to get it. Maybe it's, is that a layup? Maybe too much of a layup? I don't know. It's a good one, though. 329-189. Oh, so you want your microphone on to talk? Okay. We'll see. Uh, 329-1899. 329-1899. All right, let's go to the phones. We got a caller on the name that tune. Hello, identify yourself. What is your name? <laughs> Hello, you're. Do we have? Did, they, did we? The the call is lost. Okay, three two nine one eight nine nine. Do you know the song that you just heard? Three two nine one eight nine nine. They called in. Either the call drop. I've been having phone issues today. By the way, multiple calls going through. Can't hear who's on the other end. You think that's a? You th- okay, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Patch them in. Hello, how are you? You got who? Who? Who is I am doing well. It's Chris. Hi, Chris. Doing? I'm do- we're doing great, Chris. We're doing great. Thanks Good. for calling Good. in. Uh, Chris, what is, your, what is your feeling about the B-52s? You into it? I could definitely be into the B-52s. I'll, yeah. go, I'll go back to the B-52s for sure. Oh, now, so you've, you're a veteran of, the B, of a B-52s. No, I've never oh, seen oh. them, but I, I've never seen them, but I will take that trip back in time. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yes, back to the B-52s. I copy now. Yes, I 1979 when their uh, you know famous uh, uh, most most notable uh, record came out. 1979. Okay, Chris, uh, you heard the song. Uh, can I you, did. Can you name that tune? It's uh, Faith, George Michael. You got it. It was Wham. not uh, the Limp Biscuit. <laughs> version no. <laughs> unfortunately uh, it wasn't i would have been too excited to call it uh, yeah uh, well we can just we can pass on that that's fine uh <laughs> you are correct it was george michael or or wham one of the, is it wham or george it's george i michael, think it's right? george michael yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i think oh yeah it's, it's yeah. george michael solo yeah it was his first solo record after okay. breaking off from wham after being done with wham. Cool. okay uh, the, i've cool. always said if you need to know anything about the big sky conference or the history of george michael <laughs> ask Coulter. <laughs> That's hey, the thing. Uh, I figured. So uh, you've got it. You got yourself four tickets to an upcoming Osprey game, Chris. And uh, we will cool. be picking a name out of the hat, and your name will be in the hat on Tuesday of next week to go to the B-52s. I'm with you. Go to the B-52s concert. It's going to be fun to dance around. And also a uh, a very fine people-watching affair, it seems Indeed. to me, right at the B-52s. It always is out there, isn't it? It's it, always a great place to watch watch our Missoulians out there. It is. It- <laughs> <laughs> to watch our Missoulians indeed. Chris, give your information to Reese. We'll get you set up with all that. All right, man? All right. Thanks, guys. Keep well up done. good work. Appreciate it. Uh, now, listen, <clears throat> Coulter, I understand why this rule's in place. Okay, I understand why uh, the powers that be that, 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 that run the, the Kettle House Amphitheater said we are not having floating the Blackfoot terminating at the Kettle House and then in for the concert. I understand that there's a hundred good reasons why that's a rule. <laughs> yes, there's so many reasons. Gosh. But I hate it. Well, all I want to do is go up to John's Rude, sit down at 9 a.m., and at about 6 p.m., hop out and walk into the B-52s in my skivs, you know? I mean, you could just get out a little bit further down. I mean, you know. Just get out down by the, the old bridges down there, right past Milltown. Yeah. You could. Have you done that? Have you ridden that portion and then the confluence into the Clark Fork there or the Blackfoot? And the, I have. The I've Fork? done all the floats. I love it. One of the okay. funniest moments of my college life 
was when I took a half a dozen of my good friends from Southern California mm. up to uh, Thibodeau Falls. Okay. These guys are from these guys are from the inner city. These guys, they've never been on the river. They don't know about you know rapids, class three. They don't <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Thibodeau Falls, you can hear it mm-hmm. in the distance. Mm-hmm. But you get in at Whitaker Bridge, and so you float for you know probably a good 20, 30 minutes before you get up there. But you can hear it about five minutes before you go, but you can't see it. So we're floating. Troy Young, one of these guys, actually, he played for the Grizz. Uh, back and in the day, 2004 Big Sky Conference, uh, and 2003 an, Big Sky Conference an MVP. Atlanta Hawk. Uh, he was for a moment, yeah, played in the CFL for a long time. Oh, right, you're talking about the uh, basketball trade. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Trey Young played in the NFL for a moment, played in the CFL for a long time, mm-hmm. very successful CFL career. Uh, but him and his brother, a couple of their other buddies. But my other buddy, Leroy, he's, he, we're floating and they're, they're kind of nervous. Like, you know, what, what, what's going on here? And, and uh, then you could hear the falls in the distance, and Leroy's like, no man, I don't know. What? What? He's taking me down the Thunderdome. It's like, what's the Thunderdome? I was like, it's called Thibodeau Falls. He's like, the Thunderdome. He's like, my mama's gonna kill me, man. He's like, I can't swim. He's like, I'm gonna die. And we're like, dude, it's it's all good. You, you're gonna be just well, it's fine. It's not all good. It's if you can't swim, Coulter. It really isn't all good. So they start trying to start trying to paddle up the river to get away from it. I was like, boys, right here, it's like three feet deep. I was like, just get off. They bo- they all flop off the tubes. Nope, not doing it. Walk to the shore, walk past the rapids, get back in, <laughs> start over. They're like, you're not doing it. We're not going down Thunderdome. Um, it's so funny. Here's what I would like to know. I would like to crowdsource the answer to this. I have children, three children. My oldest child is six. She is a, I would call her a very uh, middle-of-the-road swimmer. She's marginally capable of it. She certainly is still wearing a life jacket. She's not, you know, she's, she's, but but she's been in water, spent a fair amount of time in the water. So what is the age at which you can, with a life jacket on, in good faith and in safety, put your child on an inner tube in a, in a normal, regular part of the river and float down it with them? Okay, that's what I want to know from you, at Gus Tutel on Twitter. Uh, if you want to call in and tell us, that's fine as well. Share it on Facebook. I would like to know because these are the things I have no feel for, you know? This is how you break ground as the oldest child. I was an oldest child, Coulter. You're an oldest child. There's a lot of things that you find out after you become a parent. You're like, oh, you had no clue, and you were experimenting on me as to whether this was going to work out or not. I do, I want to have, I want to be very safe. I want to do this the right way, but I would like to know what age a child can be before you figure it's safe for them to be on the river in a life jacket, in an inner tube with your parent. Notably, let's imagine that it's a competent parent and not me. Okay. Hour number two next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 